Super Talk Mississippi media production. Hi, this is Dr. Andy Barlow with the Chiropractic Physician Center of Tupelo and author of the number one bestseller, The Code Breaker. Are you sick and tired of the medical merry-go-round? Are you looking for a potential solution to your health problem? Be sure and listen to our podcast, The Code Breaker. Welcome into the Friday edition of the Rebel Report. I'm Michael Borky. He's Stephen Gagliano. This is going to be a shorter one today because I am late for one reason. We had uh, a crisis at the house. There were no more diapers. Zero, Uh none, out, right? So I went to the store this morning and got some. The problem is I left them in my car. Did not realize I left them in my car until I get all the way Uh basically to the parking lot of the office. So I had to turn around and go home and uh, give them to my wife. That's Just in case. That's worth turning around for, yeah, I'd I say. Yeah, I needed to. So we're going to go She'd pretty She'd be pretty quick. upset with you if you didn't do that. Yeah, I think so. So welcome in, of course, and glad that you guys are with us on this Friday. The last recording before Ole Miss actually hits the practice field. Sunday will be the first official practice of training camp for Ole Miss. There will be media days on... Media days. Media day on Monday. So Lane Kiffin will have a press conference at 2 o'clock. Uh, we will bring that to you in this feed somehow, whether we just post it independently or what, I don't know yet, but you will get it. Whatever Lane Kiffin says on the podium, you will get here, and that will be, uh, if you want to watch live, I don't know where they'll put it. I assume like on their YouTube live and Periscope and stuff. Any uh, chance we can do a remote broadcast from there? Just send us to Oxford right? for the day? Yeah, that would, uh, Let's do it. Done it before. We'll and, crash and, Richard's house and record it there. Why I don't want to do. Uh, no, I don't. <laughs> I don't want to go to Richard's house. Uh, anything to avoid that. But <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, so yeah, that'll be going on Monday. We'll get a lot of quotes, uh, a lot of nothing from Lane Kiffin, but you will get to hear. At least it sounds like that's the plan from Jeff Levy and DJ Durkin. And you will get a lot more from the two of them than you will Lane Kiffin. So be on the lookout for that on Monday. I didn't tell Stephen what we were going to talk about before this because I wanted to read something to him. And I, and sadly, you guys can't see his face or mine while we do it's this. It's probably a good thing they can't see my face. That's yeah, good for no one. You know, face for radio and whatnot. I, I wanted you to react to this live because this is the funniest damn thing I've ever read in terms of evaluating a football game in my life. This comes from WDRB.com. A good friend of mine sent this to me yesterday, wanted us to talk about it on the radio show, but he sent it way too late in the day, couldn't get it into the radio show, which is perfect because we get to do it now. Guy named Rick Bozich. Hope I'm saying his name correctly. No, actually, I I don't care. Uh, Rick Bozich from WDRB.com. I assume that is in Louisville because the headline is, a clear path to seven wins for Louisville football. So he said, winning football seasons used to be assumed around the University of Louisville, blah, 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 blah. Talks about history. year ago, they finished four and seven, their second losing season in three years. But he thinks that they are going to win seven games or more. And here's his point number one. Here's his reason why. He thinks they're going to split the games between Ole Miss and UCF. Yeah, Louisville plays UCF this year. Great opportunity for UCF. But here's what he said. The cards open against Ole Miss in Atlanta on September 6th. You guys know that. The Central Florida game is Friday night at home on September 17th. The cards need to win one of those two games to get to nine wins. 
Okay, a little ambitious there. <laughs> and uh, and they're listed as an eight-point underdog against the Rebels. Is Ole Miss really eight points better than the Cards? Just call them the freaking Cardinals, man. Anyway, uh, they're better at quarterback with Matt Corral, but he'll be without two quality receivers. One quality receiver. I'm not going to correct him yet, actually. Just read the whole thing. Sorry. But he'll be without two quality receivers and his best halfback, Jerry and Eli. <laughs> The Rebels' defense ranked last in the SEC last season while giving up an average of 519 yards per game, plus Ole Miss lost two of its best defensive players and Ryder Anderson and linebacker Jacquez Jones to the transfer portal. Ole Miss started slowly last season, losing four of its first five with the only victory by one point over Kentucky. I'm confident putting that down as a winnable game for the Cards. And then he talks about UCF for a second. (laughs) Let's, I guess we'll go in chronological yeah, order go, there. Go in order. Why not? Top halfback, he'll be without. Jerry Eli. Eli. Yeah, Eli. Eli. Everything that we've heard is that he is ready to play, and he will not miss any time. <laughs> He's been with the team all summer long <laughs> doing workouts, so not sure where this guy's getting that information from. It's breaking news, Steven. Yeah, apparently. Rick, uh, what is it? W R E B W D R B. I can never keep all these generic Wherever letters. That is. These TV stations where throw is together. That? Let's see. W D R B. Where is that? Then he'll uh, be breaking with... news from W D R B. Old Miss will be without halfback Jerry and Eli for the game against Louisville. I'm going to clickbait the hell out of that. By the way, our poor audience. Oh, yeah. I'm going to say Louisville reporter breaks Old Miss injury news. <laughs> And top two receivers. Who's the other one? I, I assume he's talking about Kenny Oboa. Yeah, this yes, is Louisville, but... Kentucky, by the way. Louisville, Kentucky. Mm. Uh, Kenny Oboa is famously not a wide receiver. Nope. And quite frankly, before he opted out, <laughs> honestly, he wasn't good. He had he had a handful of games at the beginning of the season where he was engaged. Yep. I think and that's it. That carried over later into the season and allowed him to be a threat. He didn't necessarily perform up to the level that he did early in the season, but he was still a threat that defenses had to account for. Then, all right, and so we'll move on to the next part, which he quotes the record, and he, he talks about how their only win was it, who was, it was, was Kentucky. Yeah, yeah. So he fails to mention there that Ole Miss was in the game against Alabama. They were a bad call away from beating Auburn. They had so many chances to beat most of these teams. And if Matt Corral obviously doesn't throw seven interceptions, they beat Arkansas. They had a chance to beat LSU later in the season. So this is a classic case, I think, of strictly looking at a record and at a box score and moving on and saying, oh, yeah, Louisville can can beat the hell out of these guys. They're Didn't terrible. Didn't even bother looking at the box score because <laughs> you looked at the box score and you're, well, hey, they, you know, they lost – uh, two of their first three games, uh, and then it was they. What was it? Over six hundred total yards. The best offensive performance against national champion <laughs> Alabama. Yeah, the last most season. combined points in an SEC game in the history of the conference between Ole Miss and Alabama. Yeah, but that's no, a loss, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> um, my, I, my still my favorite is Jerry and Eli. Oh, yeah. I mean. 
completely manufactured that he's going to be out. <laughs> I mean, completely. Just that that is pulled with all, excuse my language, guys, completely pulled out of his ass that Jerry and Eli is going to be missing the first game of the season. Just complete. I mean, that's out of nowhere. There is nothing <laughs> that has been written, reported, or said by anyone at all that suggests he won't be there for the game. Maybe he gets injured in camp. I don't know, but maybe this that's guy turns just, out to be some kind of prophet and something happens between now and then. I highly doubt that there's some kind of setback with as I drop my we would know. microphone pick that up. But that's insane. And <laughs> I love these kind of articles that come out before the season. And there's another one out there, and I know you saw this as well, where it was the SEC network put out their own graphic. It was Gene Chizik who made the list. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so ranking the best SEC run games heading into the 2021 season. And the team that led the conference in rushing is nowhere to be found on that list. I don't know how... And returns everybody. Yeah, and this this reporter, sports reporter, whoever he is, he's flat out wrong on all these Rick things. Rick Bozich. Yeah, and maybe he's a Louisville homer that is trying to will this stuff into existence. But if you're Gene Chizik on the SEC network, how can you leave Ole Miss off of that top five, which is Georgia, Texas A&M, Alabama, Auburn, and Florida? Makes no sense to me. None. I mean, I got a little frustrated with that the other day because, like you said, that is the league's network. That is the league's network. And South Carolina, you can argue anyway that they have the best running back in the league. I don't think that that's the case, but you could argue it for sure. You could argue it. They're one position that they've got. The one position and a defensive end, and then otherwise they stink. But that's the one thing they've got, and he's really good. Really, really good. And Kentucky's got a great running game. They return everybody. Their yards per carry, yards after contact, all that stuff is really good. They're not there. I would hear the argument that Texas A&M would be ahead of Ole Miss. I I would disagree with it. Although I think AM's going to be really good at yep. running the football. <laughs> really freaking good. So I, I hear that. Like, I'm, I'm good there. I'm even okay with, although they lost Najee Harris, who played in the Hall of Fame game last night, Alabama being there just by association. They're allowed to be on there. It, they, they are. But again, this is a team in the SEC, in your conference that you are supposed to cover, and all you need to do is cover 14 teams. That's it. You should know every detail about these 14 teams. And the team that led the league in rushing, on one fewer game, by the way, led the league in rushing, and they didn't play the same number of games as everybody else. Returning everybody? And you put Florida there? I mean, that's the kind of stuff where where Ole Miss fans cry conspiracy and they get shouted down immediately. You can point to this kind of stuff. Why, why is Florida ahead of Ole Miss? Why is Alabama ahead of Ole Miss? Why is Auburn? Yes, Bigsby's a great back. He comes back. That's all good. But why is Auburn ahead of Ole Miss? Other than logo on the helmet. That's it. That's That's it. That's why Georgia's number one on this list. Yeah, Georgia. What the hell is Georgia doing there? I remember watching specifically the Mississippi State game last year against Georgia. And that was the first time since I was a kid, and I I grew up in Georgia. I watched Georgia football all the time. 
that I remember they could not run the football. And their starting running back, he should be improved this year. He's He was coming off an ACL injury last year, whatever. He's back, so they're not going to be bad in the run game, but they're certainly not the best running team heading into the 2021 season. You can't make that argument. Apparently he got roasted for it last night on SEC Now. going to be totally honest. If you ask me if I saw what they said on SEC Now, my answer is always going to be no. I mean, that's just I don't I don't watch it. I don't I don't feel like I need to. That, that I think you're pretty bad, well versed outside of it. I, you know, I just I don't need to. Um, I'm not particularly entertained because stuff like this happens. So why yeah. would I care? Uh, it, it's just a joke. But apparently he got roasted on there. Well, that's good. for for the, that is good. At least he has that. But yeah, big news: Jerry and Eli out, and then my. I don't expect him to understand the intricacies of the Ole Miss defense and the loss of Ryder Anderson. But, again, if Ryder Anderson, with all due respect to the young man that represented your school well and worked hard and didn't complain and had multiple coaches and all that, he moved on to to Indiana. If Ryder Anderson is a big loss for that defense, they are going to suck. The same thing that we said about John Haynes. If... Ryder Anderson is going to be some massive loss for that defense. They're going to be awful. They're going to what, be awful. What was the word he used? Two of their best defensive players. Yeah. And I, I hear Jock Jones. I do. I, I think yeah, that, that that is a legitimate one. But, but again, that's a box score. He looked and saw, oh, this guy led the team in tackles. He's not there anymore. And I, I assume Ryder Anderson was close on that list. But if you watched one game, you know he wasn't making those tackles in the right spot. I, no. I, that's the kind of stuff. That's what I keep trying to tell people. Uh, if these guys were big losses, you were going to be awful. Well, they've got experience. Bad experience. <laughs> Seriously, I mean, it's bad. What What's the benefit of returning 11 starters on defense when it's a pathetic defense? Nothing. Nope. You would hope, as an Ole Miss fan, if you're concerned about that, you would hope that you didn't need these guys to play. Honestly. I... I I wondered at times last year how much worse it could have been, and I guess it could have been. But at one point, I would have pulled all 11 starters off of that field and said, second team, go in there. Just try. What what else could have happened? In the Alabama game, we've talked about this before, there were, what, 70 yards that Alabama could have gotten? Yeah. I think it's in the 40s, if I remember correctly. What would it have hurt if you just said, 11 new guys, run out there, see if you can do any better? At least get some kind of experience anyway. Yeah. But yeah. So there's breaking news for you guys. Jerry and Eli, the uh, <laughs> the, bummer. the well-known running back for Ole Miss, Jerry and Eli, uh, will not be available for the game. According to W-whatever-the-heck in Louisville. Yeah, I already lost the – hold on, <laughs> I can pull the article back up just to – you know, i got to give credit where it's due. Uh, WDRB. 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 I really don't know how – these Rick local TV stations decide on whatever letters they're going to use. Oh, it, there, there's Confusing. a code. You went to journalism school, right? You were supposed to learn that. Oh, <laughs> well, well, I that was says a too, lot and about I, and my I don't, And I don't remember either. But there, there was like that. <laughs> I thought you were about to give no. me the big lesson. There. <laughs> no, I've, I don't remember. Uh, there was like a uh, like the media history class or whatever you took mm. the 500 level. Yeah, they taught you about that. I must have missed that day. Yeah, I, I don't remember either, but there's a reason that okay. you get those. I always thought on the day that you launch the station, you just get to randomly pick something. W is always the standard, but after that, I thought yeah, you just Yeah, the W get to, means something. I thought you got to pick three letters. Um, 
Yeah, I forget what it is. Somebody listening is probably just pounding the desk wondering. If any, yeah, if any journalism professors on the Ole Miss campus are listening to this, reach out and let me know, I please. guess we could Google it. I could. We I do could. have a computer in front of me. Yeah, we might as well, right? We might as well. But, uh, yeah, so there you go, guys. Breaking we're news. one month from today, by the way, that we're sitting here recording this on August yeah, 6th. Yeah, how about that? Yeah. One month. I literally cannot wait. This is... This is really two years of anticipation. Last football season was it fun. It wasn't the like same. it. Yeah, right. The way it was talked about and covered, it was just different. Uh, there's like three people listening to this that care about this kind of thing. <laughs> but that weekend, we get the first Saturday of college football, great games, Clemson, Georgia, that kind of stuff. You know, really exciting stuff. The next day, we have our first World Cup qualifying game with the senior men's national team in Nashville. And then the next day, Ole Miss Louisville. Like, what a weekend. It's a great sports weekend. It's a weekend. great weekend. And, like, three of you care about that. <laughs> so, did, did you find it? All right. So, all radio—well, uh, this is radio, so this That's is fine. even better for us. We have W's in front of all of our stations. Right. Let's see. All radio stations have a four-letter identification code. Uh, they'll sprinkle it in, blah, blah, blah. K and W were assigned out, of, out for commercial use. Radio stations east of the Mississippi River— had their star stations start with a W, and stations west of the Mississippi start with K. All right. So there's the start. I'll have to find the rest as the uh, story well, loads. Uh, It'll be a reason for everyone to come back next time if, if maybe <laughs> I find it before then. CBS Ben Kirchival ran a story, by the way, that said college football odds. Uh, Ole Miss, Oklahoma State among undervalued teams entering the 2021 season. I won't go through all of these. I'll just tell you who they are. For the other leagues, he picked one per conference, the most undervalued team entering the season. He had Virginia Tech in the ACC, Iowa in the Big Ten. And this is based on odds to win the league, by the way. Oklahoma State in the Big 12. It's a good pick there. UCLA in the Pac-12. Interesting to LSU fans. Uh, By the way, you want... I think you want LSU to beat UCLA. And I think you want Ed Orgeron to stay the coach at LSU. There's my hot take of the summer. You want them to go eight and four. That's what you want LSU to do. You think they'll do. plateau at that same kind of less miles era where they are what they are? I can because see that. the last thing, in my opinion, you want is an LSU coached football to earn LSU. <laughs> Come on, Siri, shut up. <laughs> Talking here. Third member of the podcast. Um, yeah, because I think a Billy Napier led LSU is a problem. I think he'd be great, and I think that would be and should be their first call. I think it will be. It should be anyway. So in the SEC, he picked Ole Miss as the most undervalued team in the league. Odds to win the championship are plus 2,500. Here's what he said. Alabama's now terrorizing college football and winning national championships with absurd offenses. He say now they're doing it? Haven't they been doing it for over the last decade? So who better to make a surprise run to an SEC title than the man who helped Nick Saban transform the Crimson Tide? He said the Rebels can and will, for better or worse, sling it around as much as any team. Quarterback Matt Corral is the conference's top returning passer and should have his eyes on a 4,000-yard season. The defense, meanwhile, has a lot of seniors, but that's debatable whether that's a good thing. (laughs) After the Rebels finished check notes 13 in the SEC against the pass, there was somebody worse? Really? I guess Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt. It had to be Vanderbilt. It's worth noting, though, that Kiffin and his staff came to Oxford right when COVID-19 hit, which didn't allow for a full offseason. Still, Ole Miss finished 5-5 and and gave Alabama a heart attack. 
This year, the Rebels missed Florida and Georgia out of the SEC East. If you have to pass your way to Atlanta, there are worse teams to take a flyer on than Ole Miss. Hmm. Plus 2,500. It's pretty good odds. I mean, drops odds aren't good, down. but I'm saying it's a good one to place money down on. Yeah, you drop 10 bucks down on 2,500, and buddy, you're cooking if they win. Yep. So what are your thoughts there? I mean, I think he's right. I, as far as an undervalued team heading into this season, I think a lot of people expect Ole Miss to be a fun team to watch, but I don't think there's a lot of people out there that are necessarily taking them seriously as a threat. And that's obviously because they're waiting to see what happens with the defense. But we saw last year what Ole Miss was able to do with the 126th-ranked defense in the country. So if they can jump marginally, be in the top 75, top 50 maybe, what does that turn this team into? That turns this team into a contender. Yeah. It's just crazy how easy, I say easy, but how simple the formula is for Ole Miss. Just competency on defense. That's it. You don't have to be elite. You don't have to turn it over a lot. You don't have to get to the quarterback a lot. You just have to force punts on a semi-regular basis, and you take so much pressure off of your offense, and it changes everything. So, yeah, I'm with you. And it's a good value pick. If you're in the into the betting thing, plus 2,500, you, you put a cheap bet down, it's probably not going to win. But if you love value in, in futures, it sounds like a pretty good value to me. I had someone ask me the other day, they put, I think, 20, something, somewhere around there on Ole Miss uh, 7.5 over. I thought that was a pretty good bet. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that would take that right now. Yep. Absolutely, I would take that right now, barring injury and stuff like that. Yeah. It's winning all if, of your non-conference if games. If Eli is out. Well, yeah, Jerry, on, <laughs> Jerry and Eli has got to get healthy yep. because they, they need him right away. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I, I think that was a good bet, too, and I think the odds were like plus 250 or something like that. Oh, I like that. I do. I mean, it's it's winning your four non-conference games, which you will be favored by more than eight points in all of them, obviously. I think Louisville uh, will be your closest game. Yeah, more than Liberty. <laughs> um, and then going four and four in the league. Yeah. You get Vanderbilt on your schedule. So I get, you just have to win uh, one three either. more of your remaining seven. Right. And I would pick those games as far as which ones you have the best chance to do that is Tennessee, Arkansas, and... Mississippi State, Auburn. Yep. I was maybe even going to say LSU. Really really looking at this schedule, outside of Alabama, of course, and maybe A&M by that point in the season when I imagine they'll be rolling, every game on that schedule is winnable. Without a doubt. So, yeah, that would smash that over. Eight and four would be a great step forward. Yep, a great step forward. Matt Crowell's not winning the Heisman or even getting invited at eight and four, but uh, that would be a huge step forward. So, sorry, this is going to be a shorter one. Got to cut it short I, again. I was late because I had to make a diaper run. But don't forget, <laughs> the podcast is brought to you by LBs just across from Kroger on University Avenue there in Oxford. I did see that uh, the square got a nice little road renovation. looked uh, looked nice. They've been working on that for a while. So after you go check that out, the uh, you got rain coming in Oxford after. After this weekend, Saturday's weather, 88 and sunny. Enjoy it while you can. Go by LB's and see Greg and tell him that we sent you and get something for the grill. The podcast also 
brought to you by absms.com. Advantage Business Systems is the company. They've been servicing the entire state of Mississippi for a very long time now, and they're an office technology solutions company. So if you're looking for copiers and printers, mail machines, shipping systems, voiceover, IP phones, data uh, security, cloud storage, that kind of stuff, uh, check them out. absms.com is the website and they will give you a complimentary office technology assessment. So if you're wanting to dip your toes into what they do, they will assess what you need, give you a quote, all that kind of stuff, and you don't have to pay them if you don't use them. So check them out and tell them we sent you. ABSMS.com is the website. Is there anything else that we've missed before we go into the weekend? One thing, the new host of Jeopardy apparently was the executive producer, led the search, and hired himself. I don't know why I felt obligated to mention that on an Ole Miss focused podcast. Sounds but. familiar. <laughs> I mean, if you can get eighty eight thousand dollars to search for yourself, <laughs> uh, then then do it. I guess if I was in that position, I'd probably do the same thing. So I guess I can't say anything. You, you wouldn't do the integrity move and actually do your job. Nah. And hire somebody. <laughs> nah. All right, I hear you. I hear you. So yeah, the practice begins on Sunday. Media day is Monday. We'll get you audio and all that kind of stuff. Hear what uh, the coaches have to say. This is the only time, unless they make the playoff, that you will hear from Jeff Levy and DJ Durkin. So soak it in while you can. Really curious to hear what uh, what they have to say coming up on Monday. Y'all have a great weekend, and uh, we'll talk to you then. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.